Welcome back. This is the I Get Buckets podcast and it's a special edition for the trade deadline. There's been a bit of craziness in the NBA and we're going to go through it all. As always, my name is Simon Harricks and we have for the second time this season joining us, it's the coach of Nicola Nack Paddywhack. It is Raptors enthusiast. It's my good friend, Dan Britannia. How you doing, mate? Hey, Ronnie. I'm doing really well. Thanks, Simon. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It's a, good to have you. I'm glad we can squeeze in this time. Um, I think it was about a month ago heading to the trade deadline, everyone was saying it's going to be quite one this year. They're saying there's um, a lot of buyers, a lot of teams want to be good and not too many teams that want to be sellers. And then we have the Porzingis trade and things went crazy. So <laughs> I think they said it was about 20 trades all up. So we're going to do our best to quickly kind of go through them. I want to get your thoughts on them. Um, if it's kind of made teams better, winners and losers. Um, and how it's kind of set them up for not just this season, but maybe next season. And I think we're going to all come back in the end talk about Anthony Davis. I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on him. Sounds pretty good to me, Simon. Cool. So um, I think the best place to start, as we said, was where it kind of began. So I remember waking up um, and checking Twitter. And it's interesting in Australia because things happen early when it's... I've been glued to my Twitter in the last few weeks, like straight up. It's been absolutely crazy, um, especially the last, what, four, three, four days leading up to the trade deadline. Yeah, well, I, I find it funny the amount of different um, GIFs and memes and people have for like Woj bombs and um, the Shams versus Woj uh, sprinkles. And I think I woke up and they said, first it was um, Pazinkas is having this like meeting with the Knicks and he's concerned about their direction. And then it was, I think they're talking to Dallas. I think he's going to get moved. And then it was a trade all within like an hour. Yeah. And then speaking about those memes, I saw a gif of, um, of Woj walking away from a burning car <laughs> as he dropped that bomb. It was pretty funny to see. <laughs> I like to have the, um, the salt bay with Woj just dropping bombs. <laughs> sure that. The people, the, the NBA Twitter goes into overdrive and, I, I, do people get more interest in trade deadline than the actual basketball sometimes, I think? I don't know. I think it's because of the potential, you know, just the, the unknown and the fact that you just want to see either your team or another team make a big move and just talk about it. It just reinvigorates the league a little bit, I think. Yeah, I think the NBA executives will sit back and so, like, it's the interest that it kind of draws. And I guess if you're a Knicks fan... You know, you're not really wanting to watch much basketball at the moment, are you? <laughs> I think it's the, you want to kind of, um, I, we'll go straight into it because I think with this one, it's not just the trade that you kind of have to look at. We can obviously look at what they got, but for, for the Knicks, it's really a context of how did we get to this point with Pazingas and the the big thing for them is cap space, yeah. We're, they're selling hope that they're not... The, the biggest win from this trade is not who they're getting from it, yeah. No, like, uh, and I think as well what they're trying to do is go all in for Zion and then hopefully next season uh, sign two max players and see how that goes. Uh, it's They're taking a big gamble. 
I'll, I'll start off by saying that it's a, it's a bit, I don't know who they really have to draw stars to their um, team now. Yeah. And I thought Porzingis might be one of those, you know, young guns. You, you were saying a, a, a couple of days ago that he's a generational talent. And they're, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the trade, as we go through it, so Dallas Mavericks give up Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr. I'm oh, sorry, the Knicks give up the Burke, Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, and then Porzingis. And then um, Dallas get back. Um, Knicks get back DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews, Dennis Smith Jr. Um, one first round pick unprotected from Dallas and then one protected pick um, from 0 to 10 or 1 to 10. So um, not only do they, I guess, clear the cap space, they get off of Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee's contract. Um, you get back Dennis Smith Jr. So are you, what are your thoughts on him? He's the the only real kind of piece they get back now. Um, is he anything for you? For me, like you can see, uh, he, he is a really raw talent. He's someone who I think can definitely has the potential in to make the jump. And I think even just in his first couple games with the Knicks already, he's showing, I guess, flashes of what he can do. Um, he had pauses. Stats last game, he, had, he got something like 30, yeah, he he three 30 high points, 30 points yeah. and 31 points, I think it was actually, off the top of my head. Yeah, we'll have a look. I think um, the biggest thing is he's so athletic. Um, yeah, 31 points in 35 minutes and eight assists. He had a, a good game. The thing is with point guards in the NBA, especially kind of young rookie ones, it's hard to kind of evaluate them in a couple of years. And but obviously, he has um, concerns about his jump shot and some of his decision making and passing but you know he's athletically so gifted that you could hope that he could be better defensively than he is at the moment um, um, yeah. look, I, I don't want to be jumping the gun or anything but he sort of reminds me of a young Russell Westbrook he, he's someone where he's got that athleticism where and he can do a lot but it doesn't always come off well yeah <laughs> and I think they talked about um, you know, D'Angelo Russell and kind of a few other point guards. It takes them some time. I think most GMs are out on his potential and um, it's a handy piece. I don't think it's like a throw-in kind of thing. But, I mean, the Knicks aren't really looking at Dennis Smith Jr. I guess for them it's definitely, as you said, um, the cap space and the rumours that you'd think that the Knicks, they've got at least a, quite a bit of hope that either Kevin Durant or maybe... Kyrie Irving and, is coming here. <laughs> and I, like, I won't jump the gun too much, but AD was also yeah um, rumoured to say that that's one of his preferred destinations. Yeah, that well. was on the list. Yeah, so one of the four teams, I think they said, that yeah. he'd look at re-signing for. And, um, so you tank, obviously, with the, the lottery. Um, I think it's the bottom three teams had a 14% chance of getting the number one pick. So um, if you got Zion, would you throwing in a trade package for, for Anthony Davis. Now we're going to be waiting till July. <laughs> oh, mate, the, the wait's been pretty long <laughs> to get to this point. Like, it, they've been, it, it's been hard to watch the Knicks and everything like that. I think if they get Zion, they're holding. Uh, I would... It's hard to trade away. Yeah. But, I mean, Anthony Davis is a future Hall of Famer who's, you know, best five players in the league. He's only 25, I think it is. Like, But you've got the number one draft prospect in... Yeah, I know. Most hyped in <laughs> a very long time. Um, 
and given him away for a one-year rental. Yeah, there's there's so many wrinkles to this trade, and I think if you look at it just on face value, I think obviously, um, how did we get here with the Knicks? Um, their big their big selling point to their fans and stuff now. Oh, now we've, we've got an opportunity to kind of get someone in, which I understand. Um, the big thing with Porzingis is you know you were controlling his contract. He was coming as a you know a restricted free agent um, historically no one turns down a max extension if you're looking at offering, especially coming off an ACL. I don't think he's, he's turning down that money. So how did the Knicks um, get to the position now where they had to pull this trade and Porzingis was leaving? And I think you kind of have to look at all the missteps that they did previously to get here. I mean, they had to kind of trade and the, the package they get back for Porzingis is less than it would have, would have been because they had to get off of Courtney Lee's contract in Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract to make this space. So these dis- poor decisions that they've made have like put them into this place. Well, KP said he was a little bit um, concerned about the direction of the Knicks, and that's one of the reasons why he requested one and then was traded 10 minutes later. So Yeah. And what's the, the thought process to say, um, you know, Porzingis is worried about the direction, so wouldn't... Kevin Durant be worried about the direction, like all these free agents would be worried about it. But the thing is, they're just like, no, we're the Knicks. Like, people are going to come. And historically, they haven't really. Like, no one's come, but we've got Madison Square Garden, you know, we've got, you know, they did the Forbes valuation. We're the most valuable team in the NBA still. It doesn't matter that we haven't won anything for 20 years. Like, yeah. um, people are going to come. But the fact that, you know, you, you hit on your draft pick, a seven foot three, you know, unicorn. Um, there's like, I'm even though I know I can, you know, get a hundred plus million dollar contract here, I don't want to play here anymore. Um, and I think you kind of have to look at how it got to this spot. And I understand why they do the trade, I don't think it's a horrible trade. Um, if we look at July and they sign someone, that's a big thing, yeah. We're gonna have to wait till July, uh, yeah. And one thing that does make sense to me is the moves that Dallas made. I, I, yeah. I can't wait to see KP and Doncic on the yeah. court together. <laughs> How, mate? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm all in. I, I think the Eurocons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the other side of the coin. We talk about the Knicks. The Dallas, I'm, I'm loving all these moves. Oh, like, yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, let's go. All in. Um, they know Luka Doncic is on his rookie contract for obviously the next four years. Let's pay for Zingas. Um, they've done obviously other trades. Um, they've got you know a max like slot to Tom bring bring someone in because um, obviously they got it off of Harrison Barnes um, salary, which we'll, we'll talk about later. But I'm all about Dallas. Um, West is hard, but they could get. I mean, they're making right moves to make yeah. the push at least. You know, yeah. like I, I could I could see them being in the playoffs for the foreseeable future once those guys kick off and really solidify their roles and solidify, I guess, uh, their play style and everything like that in the NBA because, you know, Doncic, as good as he is and how well-rounded he is already, he's still got some polishing to do and some bits and pieces that he yeah. can be working on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as soon as it just felt like, you know, you had two months of watching Doncic, you're like, okay, this is the guy for Dallas. Like, let's build around him. I think Porzingis is such a nice kind of, um, complimentary like player to put next to him. Um, if they their their first round, obviously they traded to Atlanta next season to kind of go up and get Doncic. It's top six protected. Um, 
So, I mean, they potentially could, you know, if they lose enough because the West is so bad, Porzingis probably doesn't play for the rest of the season, you know, add still a young pick, bring in a player and really reload for the next season. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's great. Um, DeAndre Jordan, um, money's gone. You got rid of Wesley Matthews. They're both off their contracts at the end of this year, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. DeAndre Jordan is, I think, Wesley Matthews as well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> um, Knicks get off 18 million of Wesley Matthews, 22 million of Jordan, and 18 million of Cantus. Just like gone. They've got so much money to spend. Um, but who for? Like, I know we all know who they want, but. There's no guarantee that's. Exactly, there's yeah. no guarantee. And there's no guarantee. I mean, they could get, you know, let's say pick three or pick four, and it's. Um, who knows what it might be? It's RJ Barrett or even Reddish or someone from the Duke boys. If it's not Zion, like I've heard a lot of hype about John Morant as well. Yeah, he's yeah. the bolter at the moment. Yeah. yeah, I heard that too. I haven't been able to watch him. It's hard to watch the college basketball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so overall, are we going? We'll do ratings. Maybe I don't know. Like you, you, you like this trade for Dallas? Yep, love it for the Knicks. Mm. For the Knicks, there's a lot of unknowns. I think we'll have a much clearer picture. Um, you know, June, July when yeah, yeah, when it's open again and I'm with you. Stars making yeah. some moves. I think they're worried about paying um, Porzingis coming back from his ACL. Um, but I mean, it's just it's just a hard one to it got to this. And I think Dallas in the market they are in the the time they're like, let's do it. I will pay him. It's yeah, we, and they've got the time now to get his body right. You know, they've, yeah, you're they've, right. they've got him. There and they can go, okay, we're not getting you on the court until you are good and ready to go, that we feel confident, that you're confident, you're confident, that we're confident. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Let's do it. Dallas all the way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, so the next trade, um, a minor one, but I think we're talking about the first of, I think it was three destinations for Wade Baldwin, the fourth, and Nistauskas traded with two second rounders from... Um, Portland to Cleveland and then Portland getting Rodney Hood so I know a lot of the East teams upgrade a lot of the West teams didn't too much but Portland are wanting to be there at a business end um, does Rodney Hood do too much for them? He doesn't move the needle too much but he, he knows his role yeah. and he like he, he does what he needs to do when he's out on the court and uh, I think that's I mean what were they getting from Wade Baldwin and Nick Stauskas honestly yeah, it, it, it is enough yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think um, hopefully you see more Utah Rodney Hood than Cleveland Rodney yeah. Hood. Yeah. I reckon he can be you know, valuable off the bench and he can give you, you know, 10, 15, you know, okay minutes in a playoff game. So yeah. um, I think it's handy. I think um, for two second round picks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> there's not too much to say, really, is it? No, nah, not really. Yeah. I think that that seems to be the the price of like a um, a bench guy was the the two second round picks. So yeah, let's do it. I like that. The next one was really like one of the bigger ones that went down. I was shocked because they were talking um, before the deadline. I thought, oh, do the Clippers want to be in playoffs? Like, are they going to re-sign Tobias Harris? Like. They've got a clear space. They're big targets, obviously, Kawhi Leonard and maybe someone else. <laughs> um, but then, so, the Clippers, you know, we'll put him kind of half on the market, see what we get, and Philly want to come in and offer him, you know, two first-rounders and two second-rounders. And so, Philadelphia get Tobias Harris, Boban Maranovic, 
I'm going to say that. Marjanovic. Yeah. yeah. Boban. Boban. Mike Scott. They get they... Toby and Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy that they're still together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toby and Bobby, Mike Scott, and then they have to give up Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, Landry Shamit, who Sixers fans love, so I think they'll upset about that one. Um, and the two first-round picks, one protected, one Miami's 2021 unprotected, which I know we think that's the, the cherry. Yeah. And two Detroit second-rounders. So... What do you think about this one? For me, personally, this came out of nowhere. Like, I, I was going, oh, yeah. Uh, this, like, it, it's interesting what's happening with the trades and everything like that. And then Tobias Harris gets traded. I think the Clippers have sort of gone, sorry, not the Clippers, the uh, Sixers have gone basically all in yeah, um, to really try and make a push this year in the East, um, which, I mean, they would have to have one of the best offensive starting fives in, in the East by far. Yeah. Hands yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's just un- unbelievable. They've gutted their bench yeah. as a result. Um, and yeah, they, they've sort of given up on a little bit of their future in order to tr- uh, try and roll the dice and hopefully re-sign Toby. Um, but for me, it's, it's going to be, they're going to be a really fun team to watch. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think it's and, a... And you, you've got the... I mean, in Toby's first game for the Sixers, he and um, and Reddick popped off, and then there's going to be days where Ben Simmons or Embiid pops off. Like, well, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's going to be really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think um, I, I, I think it's a, a price that they're kind of willing to pay to kind of yeah. look at this season and say, let's have a shot. Like, um, I think they think that they're a real, real um, contender to kind of win the East now. Yeah. Um, and right. I think why not? Like They've got the floor yeah. spacing as well. The only thing is Embiid, Butler, Harris, and Simmons are high usage players. Yeah, that's yeah. the big thing. There's only one basketball. How yeah. is it going to kind of work? Spot on. Um, I know Jimmy Butler's, um, you know, had moments and then some not-so-nice moments with the Philadelphia, like uh, since he come over, but... I think um, when they tie in their rotation and get to a playoff series, like I think Tobias has always been the guy because he has to. And I think he's more than happy to kind of accept the role that he'll get. And the floor spacing... He just seems like, like a really good bloke. I think he's just, <laughs> he's just a good bloke, good yeah. basketball player. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have an ego. Um, I think it's not just in for this year, but I think it's maybe a little bit Jimmy Butler insurance. Mm. I think... The plan is to sign four. Um, I think it's going to be quite hard for them to obviously pay them what they think they, they're worth to keep them. But let's say if Jimmy Butler gets a big off somewhere, they he's a bit of an insurance policy. And then I think Tobias Harris would be more than happy to to kind of sign for a reasonable money to, to stay. Well, there's um, been a statement coming out, I can't remember from who, but the, I think it was the Philly front office saying that they do have Harris in long-term plans. It's yeah. not just till the end of this season. Yeah. I think um, across the board, there was a lot of NBA teams that would have been looking at Tobias Harris and say, you know what? I think we could offer him um, interesting contract if we swing and miss on some of the other players. And I think now they would have been um, annoyed that he's going to go to Philly and Philly are going, you know, having their plans that we're going to re-sign him. And, yeah, that's it. Um, so it goes off the board for some of their teams. But I think... They pay a lot of people say they pay more for Tobias than they did for Jimmy Butler, which depending on where that Miami first round pick 
lands. And I think we, we spoke, so the gem in that is that no one kind of knows what Miami's going to be in two years, and that pick could actually be very good. Um, so I think it's a win-win trade for me at this stage. Yeah. I think the Clippers <clears throat> don't really want to make playoffs. I know um, the Sacramento Kings and a few other teams that really want to make it's a big boost, but with the Clippers, obviously Steve Ballmer owning the team doesn't maybe care about the extra revenue as much that they're going to make if they finish eighth and book a sweep with the Golden State Warriors in the first round, like, and then you, you, you miss the opportunity to kind of go down and get in the lottery again. So I think it's very smart from the Clippers. They stockpile their picks. And Philly say, you know what, let's let's get in. Let's try and really give it a go this year. And I, I have nothing. Too many teams, I think, um, are too scared to kind of let's do it. Yeah, and I understand why, because some of the repercussions can be um, quite big if it doesn't kind of all fall apart. But, um, and I, but one of the, the things I guess Clippers have going for them is the fact that they're in Lakers' shadow. They're, they can yeah. sort it. They, they operate, I guess... What 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 am I saying? They they don't have, have as much pressure yeah. as what the Lakers have and everything like yeah. that. And they can uh, do what they want and and see where it goes. Yeah, this was almost more. like a um, they overachieved this year. And yeah. like we're in a position that you know we can we can make these consolidated movies and no one's going to be too upset. I think that yeah. <laughs> they've got the versatility now moving forward to do what they want to do. Yeah, that's the main thing, you know. Yeah, I think it's um it's good. And um, what was going to say about Philly? I think it's just um. They've accelerated their, their process um, on winning a title because of, I guess, them getting good quickly. Like, they went from, what, last year, going on that run and, you know, obviously pushing um, Boston um, in the playoffs to say we're, we're probably, you know, a year ahead of maybe what we thought. Let's kind of maximise Ben Simmons' rookie contract at the moment yeah. and see what we can do. And I think that's fine. Who's the GM of Clippers? It's Jerry West, is it? I think right. yeah, Jerry. Yeah, I, I think he was. He probably looked at it and got, and and saw the fact that there was no guarantee with Harris and holding on to him as well. Yeah, you know. I so, think the Clippers would have been happy to re-sign him, but yeah, they they're going big game hunting. Spot at the on. End of the year. Spot <laughs> on, yeah. Um, and they, if you get an offer to get a nice young pick in Landry Shamet, who, um, I think people say his defense is um not great, but. We've seen he can be really, really tasty on offense as a floor spacer. Um, and he's, you know, a young guy that they can control. Um, Wilson Chandler is one of the journeymen of the NBA at the moment. I wonder how many teams he's been on. <laughs> but um, I think it, it's hard to get win-win situations. And I think a lot of the trades you're going to have to look at in six months. But based on, you know, doing it now, I think it's a good trade for both teams. Yeah. Let's get a twice Harris jersey. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Another one that I thought was interesting. To, uh, Chicago Bulls and Washington Wizards talk. So Otto Porter was um, on the block, kind of, not really, maybe. And then he was aggressively being shopped, I think, um, towards the deadline. So Chicago Bulls get Otto Porter and they trade away um, the ghost of Jabari Parker with no defense. <laughs> He's <laughs> 20 million and a nice piece in Bobby Portis and then um, second round protected pick. So um, the Washington Wizards, John Wall not playing for another year. They're kind of worried what they're going to do. So is this is this tank time? Are they blowing it up? Well, 
You know what? The trade makes a little bit more sense to me uh, for the Wizards than it does the Bulls. Like, I, I love Otto Porter as a player. Yeah. Um, I, I love, you know, what he that he's going to bring some defense to the Bulls and everything like that. But this is a team that is tanking. It's a team that is, uh, I guess, against Boylan's best efforts. They're trying to develop <laughs> yeah. their, their young guys <laughs> and everything like that. And and then they bring in Otto Porter, who you what were the numbers? Twenty seven million next year and twenty eight million the year after. Like that's yeah. yeah. I, I don't understand that. So like it, it seems. They're going, oh, yeah, we want to um, set up for the future. Oh, yeah, we also want to improve our team now. Uh, what are you – Yeah. where are you going with it sort of thing? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I kind of agree. Like, I like the trade. I think Otto Porter is a great piece. He's a really nice NBA player. Um, he's getting paid more than he's worth. But, I mean, sometimes you kind of look at the them as salaries and he's a, him as a player is great. Their starting five now is good. Yeah, oh, yeah. So they've got Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, Otto Porter – Laurie Markkinen, who can be anything. He's a really good player. And Wendell Carter, who's a, a very nice five going forward. But I'm with you now. Like, Laurie Markkinen is the best player. Let's build around him, yeah? Yeah. Um, they're kind of looking maybe that, like, they potentially could be good next year. Um, but do they want to be? Like, there's a lot of money in both Levine and Porter over the next three years. Um they're pretty much guaranteed a top four pick, basically. Yeah, well, they say they beat the Nets yesterday. <laughs> they're trying to lose, but they're, 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 they're kind of not, they should be better than they are yeah. based on their record. Um, I think it's a, a smart, I think the thing is that they're worried, like, how are we going to get better? Um, where, who are we going to pay? Like, who's going to take up that um, cap space for Portal? We might as well bring in. A player that we know is going to make our team better. He's going to fit next to um, Levine and, and Laurie quite well. Um, I think it's a good trade. Like, I like it. But as you said, I'm like, what's the next step? Is Chris Dunn your guy? Are you going to turn try and turn him into someone else? Um, how, how, how do we kind of get the Bulls back to where they, um, they're, you know... I don't think Chris Dunn's in their future. I can't remember who, who it came from. Um, Gar or Pats. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I think they're going to be looking other other places with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, one of my favourite names to say when you're listening to the Bulls is Arkadashino. <laughs> He's playing more backup minutes to done at the moment. Um, I think Bobby Portis is a fun young player but really wasn't in their, their future plans. So, that's okay. There's no way you were picking up Jabari's team option for 20 million next year they wanted him out um you got Denzel Valentine who we forget about who who knows because he's just missed so much time um yeah like the trade just don't know where's in it but yeah. I think you, you get in assets I think um Otto Porter you know is an asset now I think teams like him you can always flip him again if you wanted to um, he'll shine in the Bulls system as well. Yeah, like yeah, I think he's good. He, he fits, like you said, he fits really well. Yeah, I think it's a good trade um, for the Bulls in a, in a vacuum short term. Let's see how it kind of goes. And then Washington Wizards. Question marks now is um, what do we do with Bradley Beal for me? Is he, is he 
part of your future plans or in July you're trying to squeeze in for something. Whatever well, he's, he's on a great contract. Yeah, he's on a great contract. He's an amazing player. He's so good. Yeah. But I, that John Wall thing, and I know, I, like, I don't, you don't like to kind of talk down because it's not his fault that the, you know, Wizards paying $47 million in three years, but you, I just don't know where they're going. Like, yeah. what's the direction for that team right now? Um, we, they're going to have a really hard time moving that contract. Oh, I, I, yeah. it feels unmovable. Especially now that he's... He's yeah. not playing for a year. Yeah. Yeah, like, who's going to... Yeah, it's so hard. Like, do you want to be a 30-win team for the next four years? I'm probably... Because Bill is good enough to get you 30 wins. Um, I mean, there's a lot of talk of saying, well, if the Lakers are swinging and miss on AD and comes July and they can't get him again, do they look at packaging some of the young players maybe having to go at Bradley Beal. Um, but that's all, I, that's just rumour. Like, it has no substance. But I think that's the kind of thing the Wizards need to be looking at now is where's our team? Like Dwight Howard, um, he's not obviously a part of your future. <laughs> yeah. um, who, who, who's a good player that we can build around? And they don't like, other than there's Beal and there's no, there's no hope or future um, if John Wall He's gone next season. Next season already looks like a, a, a year off for them. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I can't really put the pieces together and say that this is where they're going or yeah. that's what I reckon is going to happen. It's really tough. Yeah. That's another conversation for another time. But mm. <laughs> When we've got a clearer picture, I reckon. <laughs> but also now, um, we've been using the John Wall song on the intro for a while now. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's time to change that one. <laughs> Maybe just for next year. When yeah. it comes back, you can chuck it back on. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, next trade wasn't too interesting. Um, so Phoenix Suns acquire Wayne Ellington and Tyler Johnson for Ryan Anderson. So um, the Suns automatically waived Ellington. Tyler Johnson's a good player. The interesting thing for me is um, that all the guys that got um, signed, that huge offer sheet that Brooklyn... Um, offered them so Otto Porter was getting paid because Brooklyn offered them this huge sheet Tyler Johnson 19 million this year 19 million next year they're all getting traded teams are regretting um, their decisions Um, but Phoenix Suns are happy to kind of take on that money Miami Heat um, take Ryan Anderson on yeah doesn't really do anything yeah it doesn't really move the needle for me either yeah well Suns are still bad Miami Heat is another team we'll talk about later feels like a little bit like Wizards like I'm I'm not sure where they're going. Yeah. Um, I think they're waiting to get off, um, for example, like Whiteside's contract and stuff. And yeah. I think Whiteside's another. I have no idea what his trade value is. Chris Bosch actually comes off the books at the end of this year. Um, Dwayne Wade obviously will um, finish his retirement lap and then we'll see. Um, All-star Dwayne Wade. All-star Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Toby, I feel like we're going to get out of wormhole here, but how, how do you feel about the... Dirk and Wade being offered like the All Star. Well, well, Dirk's come out and said that he didn't really want it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, uh, like it's it's nice homage to him. And yeah. Like it, it's it's good to say, yeah, we've seen what you've done for the league and everything like that. Here's one more round. But at the yeah. same time, like, I mean, Rudy Gobert was in tears. I don't know if you saw that. No. Yeah, he had a little cry over the fact that he was snubbed. I'm shocked <laughs> that he was snubbed. He was, he was, yeah, it was a big snub. Don't get me wrong, but and you, as a player, I mean, you want the extra money first of all. That that'd be nice. Yeah, uh, but you want the recognition that you you 
out there busting your ass as well. And Definitely. I reckon Toby Harris was another snub in my eyes anyway. Yeah, um, I think I had, um, when we did the I Get Buckets predictions for the bench, I had Gobert and I had Tobias Harris as a just miss out. Um, but yeah, I, I can't believe him not making it. But the thing is for me is like when they, um, even that they had Alan Iverson like um, come to one of the Philly games and on the big board, you know, Alan Iverson, Philadelphia legend, I think it was eight-time All-Star. So does Dwayne Wade and Dirk on their record, they get an extra All-Star? Or is it just like, is there an asterisk oh, next well, to it? Like, how does it work? I don't know, because it was like the, the special selection or something, yeah. wasn't it? It wasn't, yeah, I don't know. That was my big question, yeah. because when they look at Hall of Fame, they look like how many rings, you know, how many MVPs, like how many All-Star nominations. There's a big thing on your resume, and they've just kind of thrown them one each. And I think it's nice feeling, but I think it takes away from the, like the, the honour and like it sets a weird, tough precedent. Yeah. And I think someone came out, it's like, oh, well, why not Vince Carter? Like, um... Why not? You know, always having another season, mate. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Dirk hasn't officially come out and said I'm not playing next year. Do you um, reckon he will? Um, I, I don't think so. No, I reckon yeah. um he's potentially going to go back home and then maybe come back and um, play some role at Dallas in some capacity. Yeah. I think him the way he's been playing, it's been tough for a few of the injuries for him to get on court and stuff. So. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough to watch him as well. He's he's always the last one up down the court. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's well, like, I'm hoping he yeah. can um, have a couple of like fadeaway threes or something like that at all start. Well, well he, he had a dunk recently. I think, yeah. and he was just as surprised as everybody else was. So that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next one. I think in the the haze of the Lakers trying to obviously get the AD one, they made a couple of smaller moves and they um, move off his fee. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. My mate, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I know they some get... Euro bloke. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> he was... Kale, like, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Um, yeah. he, was, he was an NRA player but wasn't really in their rotation too much. And bringing Reggie Bullock, who um, is a kind of a nice um, shooter, scorer kind of... Um, he, he, fit, he fits well amongst all the high yeah. usage players they've got as well. Yeah. He can just, you know, stop and pop. Yeah, so I think yeah. that's a good move. It's a weird kind of... Um, when they brought LeBron to Lakers, they were saying we're going to have to bring in these kind of floor spacer kind of guys, and then they brought in you know Beasley and Davison and like it was weird <laughs> some of the pickups, and now they're like okay, let's kind of do what Cleveland did and <laughs> try to maximize LeBron. So I think it's a good one. Um, next one is also quite interesting: three team trade where the Bucks get Miritich, um, the Pistons get Filmmaker. And then the Pelicans bring back Stanley Johnson and four second-round picks. Um, two of the ones that were the, the Washington ones from Milwaukee, um, a Denver second-round protected, and Milwaukee's 2020 second-round. So um, I guess the biggest thing is a lot of the Eastern teams have been looking to get better, and Bucks do get better, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. he's a nice um, player. I think when you've got, you've got Lopez... Ilya Sova and now Miritich just have added to their team. It's just shooting around Giannis, yeah? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I, like I, it sort of scares me a little bit as a Raptors supporter how yeah. <laughs> the Bucks are looking with Miritich on the team now. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Obviously, um, the, after the All-Star break, he caught fire with um, the Pelicans and it was a real big part of their push mm. next to AD. So I think it's a, it's a nice move. I think... Um, 
it's a it's not like a cheap too. To the Washington second round picks, if Washington, we already talked, if they do want to blow it up, um, their twenty twenty and twenty one second round picks could be you know early thirties, which are nice picks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I guess the biggest thing is so Thon Maker, obviously Australian pick not too long ago, he was pick ten, I think, in the same draft as Ben Simmons. Um, he, he came out and requested a trade um, before it actually happened, saying yeah. he wants somewhere wants to go somewhere with a larger role. And I think somewhat it, Bucks have looked after him in that sense because he will get a bit of a bigger role in, on Detroit. Yeah, I think he was obviously completely out of the rotation. Um, I had high hopes for him at the start of the season to kind of really um, make a jump this year, and it hasn't really happened. But um, he has you know potential there I think it's it's worth kind of looking at and um, Detroit just have to get off Stanley Johnson now they had a, a glut in the wing there if they're wanting to um, obviously they've got rid of Stanley Johnson and um, Reg Bullock now um, and they're going to put minutes into a couple of their, their younger guys um, Luke Kennard I guess is the big one to find out what they did so I think Von Maker's a nice piece yeah Kennard hasn't been getting many minutes well uh, yeah he hasn't some Thinking now that potentially they have to play him, yeah. Well, I, I haven't seen too much of him actually. Like, because Gall- Galloway's also taken some of the minutes there as well, and um, yeah, I neither. Think... I, I guess neither of them have been fantastic, unfortunately. Yeah, I think Kanad's showing glimpses. Uh, I think they want him to do more than just kind of shoot because his shooting hasn't really been as good as they were hoped coming out of college, but. Um, He'll, he'll play more now, and that's fine. Yeah, he got 29 minutes what, yes, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's good. That's not too bad. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Detroit want to make playoffs. Like, um, the, the eighth seed in the, the East is still wide open. Um, they've got to chase down Charlotte, Miami, or Brooklyn Nets, really. Um, but, I mean, it's very possible. Um, yeah. Blake Griffin's doing everything he can. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is sort of coming down to Blake Griffin at the moment, hasn't it? Like he's he's doing everything. Yeah, I'm I'm actually floored, and I don't wish an injury upon him at all. But I'm floored at the fact that he hasn't been hurt this season. Yeah, well, I guess that was the big mark when we were talking fantasy about picking up. Was like, can he get through a full season? Um, so far, so good. Touch yeah. wood. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I don't know if it's worth talking about some of the ones that happened, but Brandon Knight gets traded to the Cavs. Um, they pick up a couple of uh, second rounders to come do that. Take on Marquis Chris, who I think they actually played him yesterday. They did. <laughs> yeah, they did. Was he, did you see much of him? Um, no, I'll have a look while you're talking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think obviously it was Kevin Love's game back. I was um, shocked to kind of um, see that. They think he might be, you know, a piece, but obviously they've acquired Alec Burks to kind of move him on. And I think for the Kings, um, they they acquired a couple of players. And Alex is Burks the team this season, isn't it? Yeah, well, that Utah moved into Cleveland, and then um, for the Kyle Korver trade, and now um, Burks onto the Kings. So Cleveland is just getting picks. Chris, seven points, three rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Chris is... Um, uh, I think he's a bust. Yeah. Oh, what pick was he? He was pick like seven, wasn't he? It was pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> he was... Um, I think he was the same year that um, 
the Suns um, draft driving Bender, maybe? Eighth overall. Yeah? Yeah. Or in 2016. Oh, yeah. There it is. Woof. <laughs> his, his rookie year was really promising. Hey, he's no um, Anthony Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about another one, number one pick very soon. But um, <laughs> um, uh, where are we up to? We, we did say, so um, I guess the big thing with um, Wizards trading um, Otto Porto is they also trade Marquise Morris to get another luxury yeah, pack. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good one, whatever. Um, uh, Brooklyn Nets they get the only trade they move was um, getting Greg Monroe for his salary to kind of just wave and get a second round pick good for them <laughs> <laughs> um, another Lakers pick um, so obviously they don't do the AD but they still move on um, Zubac who I thought was a, a, a nice player to, to get more shooting from the Clippers with Mike Muscala it's okay yeah it was alright yep yeah. Um, uh, I was a little bit surprised that um, I guess the, the Lakers I I, I value Zubac like, I, I think he's actually pretty good Yeah. Um, when he gets the minutes and everything like that so they've you know if they're going all in for AD and stuff they've just lost a bit of a trading piece I guess That's yeah that was my biggest year. thing yeah I'm like uh, what are their thoughts of the end year did they hear from I don't know what if the Pelicans were um, what they were playing in, and we won't talk about it too much now. But did, did they not want Zubac? Was he? I don't know. Like, let's flip him now. Like, I, it was weird for me. Like, Mike Muscala is Mike. It's like, okay, whatever. But um, I mean, he's a big man that can can shoot. But yeah, mm. uh, uh, there was a little bit of question marks. Watching Zubac, I think can be a very nice player. Yeah, and um, he's still pretty young, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. So twenty two, twenty one. Yeah, yeah so um, I think that feeds into what we were saying before about the Clippers. It, He's a good fit for, I guess, versatility in the future and everything like that, yeah. giving them a little bit of... Yeah, 21-year-old. Yeah. Anyway, I, was, I thought that was a bit weird. Um, another one that I liked for both teams, um, but I'm, a, I'm a huge Harrison Barnes fan. Big fan. Um, Kings get him, um, and Dallas get Justin Jackson, who's an okay player. And um, Did you see the picture that came out, though, about poor old Barnsley? He's yeah. on the bench. So that's the you biggest know, thing here. Yeah. He's like basically playing a game, and then it goes Harrison Bleacher Barnes. Report, yeah, yeah, just being traded to the Kings. That's weird. Um, I don't like it. Yeah, it's not a good look. Breaks your heart a little. I mean, I don't know exactly kind of how some of the negotiations work and kind of the the, the sources kind of going through, but you could have waited two hours. Can't oh yeah, like, you'd think so. It was oh, the the deadline. It was the night before the deadline. Like um. It must be such a hard thing to do because obviously he, he knows. Like they told him he didn't play like the rest of the fourth quarter. Um, he took his jersey off as he was walking out. Like yeah, it's just a weird one. What happens? Does the GM come up and to him, tap him on the shoulder and go, "Hey, mate, you've been moved." Someone did. Yeah, the GM yeah. wouldn't have been there, but I think someone would have, from the assistant panel or some coach would, would yeah. have tapped him on the shoulder and just said. And also, <laughs> I think the fans would have told him. Yeah. Um, lucky he was playing at home. I think it would have been a lot brutal if he was away. Because in this day and age, everyone would have looked at their phone and be like, hey, Barnsley, you like... <laughs> yeah, you forget about that, don't you? Um, thanks for your service. I think, obviously, Dallas... I, I, I was hoping they would keep Barnes only because I think he's got 25 million option next year, but then try to keep him after that as a nice complimentary player with what they're building. But, obviously, they think that they can move Barnes now and 
have a real crack at someone that they think fits better mm. with their future of Doncic and Porzingis. Um, and then the Kings, let's like like they've got a fun, athletic, nice um, team with some really nice pieces um, led by Darren Fox. And I think Harrison Barnes is like they were looking at upgrading the small forward kind of wing spot. They looked at I heard Otto Porter and Harrison Barnes as as two guys who both teams would be looking at moving, and obviously both of them did. That could kind of help in, and, and Harrison Barnes does that for them. And yeah, um, well, he's definitely uh, um, upgrade on Shumpert. Yeah, who he got <laughs> he got moved as well. Yeah, he did. Rockets. He did. Um, and I think Harrison Barnes he can play more of the the way he did in Golden State. Doesn't need to be the man, um, but he's a really nice kind of scoring um, option for them. Um, I think he does everything well. He doesn't pass as much as he should, uh, but he rebounds well. His defense is, is pretty good. Um, smart play. I like I, I like it. Let's go Kings. I'm, I'm I think it's going to be. We said Clippers don't really care about finishing eighth and maybe playing Golden State and getting swept, but I think the Kings would be great. Like I think it'd be fun. The fans will be there. They're trying to buy into a team that hasn't done anything for so long. They're playing the way that they need to. Yeah, that that seems to be clicking for the Kings at the moment, which is really nice to see and yeah. watch. Yeah, like you just. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sacramento Kings also trade Caleb Swanigan from Portland and get Scal with this year, Portland. So I think Scal obviously fell out of the rotation. At the Kings, and he moves to Paul, and I think he's still got potential. But again, he's like, what? He's behind. He's behind Myers Leonard. He's behind um, Zach Collins. Like, um, I don't necessarily um, know there, but I think he's worth acquiring. Um, see what he got. Yeah, for me, it's just a meh. Yeah, <laughs> there's 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 other big things. I've got other things that like about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, okay, we'll go into another big one. So, this is very interesting. Markel Fultz gets traded only two years removed from being the number one pick. Um, so, he goes to Orlando Magic and the 76ers get back Jonathan Simmons, which can help him this year. Um, a second-round pick and a protected first pick from um, OKC's in 2020. So, the biggest thing is, no one knew what Marco Fultz's value really was there, um, but 76ers, because of how good they got quick, he just wasn't in the plans, Yeah, and they just wanted to move on from him. Is that where, just where we're at next time? Yeah, that, uh, basically, and like I, I think as well what the 76ers have done is they've um, they traded away a few of their picks, well, a fair few of their picks to the Clippers to get Toby. And then they've gone, oh, let's, you know, get a little bit of insurance. Restock, yeah. yeah restock and um, look after ourselves and at least give us some options because I know it's it's a hard one. We're talking about it now and going, yeah, well, <laughs> where, where's it going to go? What's going to happen sort of thing? Is Fultz going to be even a shadow of the guy that he was in college? Yeah, it's such a hard one to get his value because... They were saying, well, is he, is he even worth the first yeah. rounder? Because, it, I mean... Is it physical? Is it mental? Is it both? Yeah. It's um, like there's no real guarantee that he's going to give you anything from here. But the yeah. upside is, like, for Orlando... And, and he's... Markel's in the right place now yeah. for his progression, like... Yeah. So he doesn't have to play as, you know, the number one pick now. And, and um, the only people he has to compete with for minutes now is DJ Augustine. 
Did, is he going to play this year? Oh, no, no, I don't. I haven't heard anything yeah. about him playing this year. That's my big thing. Um, um, but they've still got the like. They've still got him going into next year as well, regardless of. Oh yeah, yeah. They control so, the contract, so yeah. that was that was a big thing, I guess, for Philly. They're like, um, let's get Simmons, who helps us this year in yeah. the playoffs, and even though he's on his rookie scale contract, like because he was the number one pick, he's still owed nine and a half next year, and then you know twelve the year after that with the team option. So um, when we're looking at repaying Butler and Tobias, like you know the ten million of, of space is, is worth um, something to them more than. Um, Marker Fultz, and I, the, I think the environment has just got to the point where um, it was it was time for both Marker Fultz and 76ers to maybe look at moving on from each other. It's it's so rough given they traded up to get Marker Fultz, so they had to sacrifice another. I think it was first round to get mm. the pick, and then Boston obviously get Jason Tatum <laughs> and three a player that you could have had. Um, it's time to move on, but I mean, they've made a lot of right decisions, but there's been some drafting. They walked into uh, to Ben Simmons, but I mean, Marco Fultz goes down with Okafor and Nuance Noah as some yeah. of the top picks that they just haven't gone right. Look, it, the, I guess the jury's still out on Fultz. You, you don't know what could happen in the future. He could... I don't know. I, I like it for Orlando. If it was a different market, if he was going to the Lakers, if he was going to Celtics or something like that, um, I don't think that's the right place for Full Season Try getting back to yeah, like me, sorry, meeting his potential at all. So yeah, have to see. Yeah, well, it was reported on Yahoo Sports that Fultz may not return before the end of the season. Um, so with the Orlando getting further from playoffs. They may just focus on next year. Yeah. Yeah. And there's all this question marks about his shoulder and what it was and if it's mental. And it's so, so fascinating. I'd, I'd love to see him play well next year or next yeah. season. Um, and improve his foul shot. <laughs> <laughs> that double pump thing. I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> oh, dude. They just didn't get him in a gym. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's what they said. Last uh, off season, like he's in the gym working, it's going to be good, and it's, it fell apart so quickly. Obviously, they pushed him in the starting lineup in Philly. Yeah, um, and he was surrounded by some really, really good talent. Yeah, that was the yeah, thing. Philly got good, and they didn't need him yeah. anymore. Yeah, um, I mean, imagining like what they thought Marco Fools could be, adding that to a team. I mean, now it'd be so valuable for them, but it's, you know, hindsight's 2020. You can't think about it like that now. Spot on. They've got um, April on their mind right now to kind of do good. So, um, yeah, let's do it. Um, Let's see what else we've got, because I think we're getting towards the end. Big juicy one for a Raptors fan. Let's go (laughs) into that one. Okay, so Milwaukee get better. Series 6s get better. Toronto, all right. Let's go out and get Marcus Sale. Costs Valentinus, CJ Miles, Dylan Wright, and your 2024 Toronto second round pick. Thoughts? Okay, me personally, I love it. Yep. Uh, I think that we had so much depth that we weren't getting the best that we possibly could out of all of our players. Um, 
So yeah, like JB, I, I love him. He, he's he's my type of center. Like he, he like high pick and roll guy. Yeah. He knows, knows what he needs to do and gets it done. Um, isn't sorry, <coughs> excuse me. Isn't against you know having his minutes cut for the betterment of the team and everything like that. Just real good. I, I love him. Yeah. Um, but he's nice yeah. but we've upgraded to Marcus Sol for sure. Um, we've, I guess, solidified ourselves as probably a top two team in the East. I, yeah. I, I think it, it, it's tough because Milwaukee, Sixers and Toronto, the, the, after the Sixers and um, Milwaukee made a move, I was so glad that we went and had a crack at Gasol, yeah. if that makes sense. And um, yeah, so I'm really, really interested to see how he goes. He's Yeah, well, as we're speaking, um, he's playing his first game against New York. He's played 18 minutes late in the fourth, and he's, he's got seven points on three, six shooting, six rebounds, one assist, two steals. I mean, it's going to take some time. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Toronto, I think this is very important, and they wanted to make moves that don't sacrifice their future to get better um, because they've got, obviously, the Kawhi decision looming on them but you know it's in their best interest to kind of have a real crack this year and look good and convince Kawhi and I think the, the playoffs this year are going to be very important for kind of free agency I think Boston yeah. and Toronto especially how they go well Toronto's got the bugbear of just falling apart in the playoffs yeah. and they need to shake that they really do need to get rid of it and yeah. um, I'm hoping with Ka- Kawhi with Gasol with you know um Larry's still on the team as well. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I'm glad like, they didn't move Larry. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, me too. Because there was talks about getting Conley. Yeah. yeah, I think Conley would have been obviously great for him, but um, I think the asking price um, was, was a bit steep on Conley at the moment. Um, but For me as well, like, uh, Larry and Conley are, in my eyes, quite similar players. Um, yeah, I think... For what Larry does to the Toronto, how much exactly. of an upgrade is it going to be? Yeah, yeah. So, um, what's the point of moving him? So, um, but whereas I look at JV versus Marcus Sol, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy about that upgrade there. Yeah, and I think the the thing with um, Toronto is they've got real good like wing depth for me, and I think um, Fulham Wright was handy with the basketball in a pinch, but they weren't really playing them, especially in playoffs when they tie on the rotation. Spot you on. know, guys like Van Vliet and, and Powell and um, yeah. They've got a Siakam. yeah, obviously Siakam's with OG and the newbie. Yeah, um, like the, I think Dylan Ryan, CJ Miles were expanded. CJ Miles, we know he can catch fire, but I mean he hasn't really been playing very well um, this year. And Mark Gasol is just a definite upgrade there. There's question marks. I think what happens now? Does Ibaka go back to the bench a little bit, or do they play real big? Um, but obviously. We're sort of like, yeah, Kuzi's just playing his first game now. We'll have to yeah. see how it sort of goes. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we experiment with, I guess, some rotation, see what works and everything like that. I do think Ibaka will go to the bench and yeah. Gasol will start. Or it could be Siakam that goes to the bench and Ibaka plays power forward. But I, I, I think Siakam starts. And yeah, yeah, that's, I think what that's I was the way it goes. Too. We'd sort of need that. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Sol's just um, <coughs> and uh, 
an upgrade of Valentinus in almost every single like yes. facet. Even if it's like little, Valentinus has been very serviceable, but he just he's just better player. Like I think a, a, an on song uh, Gasol playing next to to um, Kawhi Leonard's a, an exciting prospect and yeah. um, someone that come in a playoff situation against you know you've got another body for Joel Embiid and guys that you know you're gonna have to to get go up against. Um, so yeah. I think you you got him for um, a good price, considering um, the Grizzlies were you know really invested in moving him. So yeah, and I, like I was glad that you know we, we held on to Siakam as well because I thought that he would have potentially in any trade been like a really big piece to to talk about and yeah. and I guess a good value piece of, um, that we've held on to, which is. Yeah, exactly. There's so much, especially with these small market teams, it's about turning assets into assets. And, like, I think um, getting Marcus Old back, he's got a player option he probably ups into. I mean, I think it's like 25, 26 million next yeah. year. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's a nice, nice straight go Raptors. Let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to um, wrap this one up as part one, I think, of our um, trade deadline I Get Bugs podcast. So. We're going to kick you around, Dan, if you're, you're willing to, to stick around. And... Nah, fuck you, mate. I'll <laughs> <laughs> All right, so part B is just going to be me talking. Um, no, I'll be here. <laughs> we'll talk AD, um, the, the biggest non-trade, I guess, and maybe look at All-Star and, and how you think things are going to shape up for the last 30 games of the, the NBA season. So, Sounds good to um, me. Listen to the next one, and we'll, we'll catch you in a bit. Thank you.